Hey friends, welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Carmen. And we basically solve all the world's problems here on the podcast. Just kidding. We talk about holistic healing. We explore ways to change our thinking um, and the mind-body connection to stimulate healing in our body. So you know, all that mind-body-soul stuff. Yep, that's what we talk about each week. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the Line Healing Podcast. This is episode 94. And this week we're going to talk about optimal health. Like, what does that even mean? How do you know that you're in optimal health? Um, this is really like, I feel like a very empowering episode because there's a lot of us, if you guys are listening here, you're already health-minded, right? And I feel like there's a lot of us that have been health-minded, but sometimes in conventional medicine, like we kind of get overlooked or we, we fly under the radar. So I feel like this episode is going to be very empowering for you to be able to advocate for yourself. So part of this episode, I have already gave Dr. Carmen my permission to talk about my case and my information because I think it's helpful. And also I always want my trials to matter. So if I can help other people with them, it feels better for me. <laughs> So, um, we're talking about optimal health, you know, oftentimes we have this idea of, um, this, you know, like I'm feeling good I'm doing good. Right. Like, um, and I always think of it as in mind, body and spirit, right. Um, that we're addressing all of those areas and we're talking about optimal health, um, as far as our physical health goes. And I, we've talked about labs in the past, um, but oftentimes what we don't always recognize are those little symptoms that may, yeah, um, not even sneak up on us, but that we may have had those symptoms our whole life and they're not debilitating, right? They're not keeping us from doing things. They're not keeping you from going to work or interacting with people or, you know, taking care of yourself or your family. Mm-hmm. And so they don't get a lot of um, focus. And then if you do go to a conventional doc and they, you know, run labs and figure out how things are going and and all those labs come back normal and they're like, hey, you're doing great, right? Like there's no major red flags. Um, And what I'm, and so then you take that information, you're like, hey, I'm feeling good, but nobody's really addressing these little, um, like maybe annoying symptoms or things that, you know, like pop up every once in a while, physical symptoms that we just don't put a lot of um, focus on. And if the doctor says, hey, my labs are fine, I'm doing well. um, Oftentimes, you know, we just build on that and we don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out why we have those little symptoms that, you know, um, that can be occurring. And the other side of that is that we go, and they look at our labs and they're like, you're fine. And you're like, I'm not fine. Like, yeah. and, then, and then they just try to make you feel like, like, this is what everybody feels like. Everybody feels tired. Everybody doesn't have much energy. Right. Cause I think this is only my take. This is my take of it. Okay. Is because I think that they get, they're so used to people coming in that do not take care of themselves. That don't eat healthy. Right. They don't exercise. So it's like, yeah, of course you're fatigued, you're tired, but it's like, no, 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 I eat very healthy. I don't eat all this crap and I exercise 
I'm not one of the average, right? Like there's, there's a reason I'm not feeling this way. And you just keep going to different doctors and different doctors. And then they just like take some B12. <laughs> Your iron's low. Yeah. And we get to a point where they're like, yeah, this is just depression. Take some antidepressants, which I was, but like, that was not the answer to all my health symptoms. There's a little bitterness there. Uh, very true though. That's the, um, the challenge is, is the, the model of conventional medicine is that, um, uh, they put out fires, right? So if you come in and you have something that's tangible, like high blood pressure, right? High blood sugar, like those are tangible and we can change that and chart that with numbers, fatigue and no energy, right? Or even our mood, those aren't always tangible numbers. It's not always like quantitative data they can gather to make a change and make it, yeah, uh, an influence. So oftentimes those uh, symptoms in those cases fall through the cracks um, because they may look at you as a person and be like, oh, you're healthy, you know, like look healthy. Um, and that, that's, I don't know, that also becomes an issue for me. <laughs> Um, because oftentimes when people have chronic disease, they may like, what does healthy look like, right? It's this stereotype, uh, that, uh, we've been programmed of what healthy looks like. Well, what you look like doesn't always determine exactly, right? What your health is. Um, and so, uh, and then if there are things that, um, are chronically not being addressed, um, our, it, it adds up over time, right? Yeah. We have this like bioaccumulation in our body. And so if those um, symptoms aren't addressed at the time, it's not like they just magically go away, right? Your body is giving you those symptoms as sort of that check engine light, right? Or one of my colleagues, I think I've said this before, um, tells, uh, she describes it as their love letters. Your body is sending you love letters of, Hey, I need a little bit of attention here. Mm -hmm. And we often have a tendency to ignore them. If they, if those symptoms or those love letters aren't huge and like, you know, really in the forefront and keeping us from doing things, oftentimes it's very easy to ignore them or kind of let them slide. And if we've been told, Oh, you're healthy, you're fine. Um, and they haven't been addressed they're they don't really just disappear yeah let's let's use an example from my labs yes <laughs> so, so i'm a nerd and i compiled i kept all my labs from when i started working as an adult my my the college would give us free labs every year right and i just kept all that information and dr and i dr carmen and i decided to put it in a excel spreadsheet so i had 2008 until 2021 of labs there was some years i didn't take them but and i put them in columns so you could see over the years that exact value right so would you like to tell them about my creatinine levels from 2008 every year until now that no one ever said anything to me about Yes. So that was the, one of the first red flags is when I looked at, I thought, oh, so creatinine is, a, is one of the measures of your kidney function, right? Um, and yours was a little bit elevated. Now, um, let's see, uh, this last labs, it was a little bit elevated where it was outside of the normal range elevated. Yeah. And so I thought, well, what's going on with your kidneys, right? So uh, when we looked back in your history, 
Now, optimal for creatinine um, is less than one, right? Definitely, usually less than 1.2, but I like to see it less than one. Um, and so when we looked at your history and we're looking at your lab review, um, the majority of the time in the last 10 years, your creatinine has been over one and nobody's addressed it. Um, so then I started to try and investigate and figure out, you know, well, have you had, you know, like, is this a kidney disorder um, that you've been struggling with? Is this something that's genetic? Um, what is the relationship here, right? Because there are times, there was like a little bit of a, a window, one or two years where it dropped below one. I was like, oh, see, something changed. Um, and I, with your history of being an athlete, right, I wanted to see if that was contributing um, to uh, the your kidney health. And as we investigated and started looking at your other labs um, and that review for the last, yeah, 10 or 12 years, uh, your white blood cells were low as well, right? So sometimes they weren't, I think only once in that time, they were frankly low, so below the normal range. Um, but oftentimes they were well below what we would like to see as optimal. Um, so I tried to figure out, you know, um, I see how you have kind of fallen through the cracks and it's kind of, you know, gone under the radar because technically your labs do look great, right? Like technically, um, you may only just this last one. I think you had one marker that was out of range where it got flagged as a high or a low, right? Um, but all the, your rest of the labs yeah. weren't right. Um, but if we looked at them optimally, because, you know, oftentimes that range can be very wide uh, for some of those values, especially even for white blood cells. But if you see people like if I, when I, I like, that's why I like to see patterns, right? Where um, I was taught to look for patterns and to look for patterns in, in one's health, um, because that can reveal a lot of information to us. And so I started, you know, um, looking at that over time and figuring out the relationship between um, what your immune system looks like, right? What your kidneys look like um, to get a better picture of your overall health and to begin to address some of the things that have never been addressed before. Um, uh, when we take the time to kind of sift through those and figure out where people are, we get a, a lot more information and data to actually address, you know, some of the things um, that have been happening in our life that have fallen through the cracks because yeah, you've been told, oh yeah, you're healthy. Um, don't worry about that, right? Or some of that comes with age, right? Um, that's again, probably one of my biggest pet peeves. People will come to me and they'll be like, oh, my doctor said, you know, that um, my labs look great but I'm not sleeping well, you know, like I'm just tired. I have more aches and pains that just comes with age. And I'm like, you're 40 years old. You're 50 years old. <laughs> okay. So maybe if that did come with age, right. Why is it coming with younger and younger groups of people when, you know, it was in the seventies and eighties and, you know, we're having folks who are in their nineties and have, you know, very high quality of life who are experiencing those things. That's a very generic answer um, to be like, oh, this just comes with age. Mm, no, that's not necessarily true. Our body is very adaptive. And now if you don't address those things as you're younger and, you know, you don't address those red flags or those love letters, then yeah, it will build up and it'll bioaccumulate. And then as you get older, yes, yeah, it will um, present as more significant symptoms, but um, you can always address those earlier. Yeah. 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 
I think that um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is because um, this is what we call sort of like that that aging risk, right? Like, are we going to age well? Um, are we going to be comfortable and, and healthy um, as we age? And it really looks at, um, you know, what we're doing before we get to that point, right? Um, I don't know if you guys have always heard, you know, people say an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure because it's much easier to begin to address those symptoms, even if they're minor. Um, uh, earlier rather than later. If you'll get someone to listen. Yes. I'm always going to advocate for naturopathic medicine. And now there's all sorts of different, you know, doctors, integrative functional medicine docs. But, um, if you're looking for a doctor, find a doctor that listens to you. And if you feel like that doctor's not listening to you or not taking the time to help put the pieces of your puzzle together, hmm, there are other practitioners out there, you know, and sometimes that, process can be very tiring and very frustrating um, and irritating to find a doctor that listens to you because unfortunately not everybody is um, uh, practices the same um, but I encourage you to advocate for yourself and if you feel like yeah you're not being heard um, there are other practitioners out there so yeah um, keep keep uh looking for them if that gut feeling says hey i know something is going on um and i don't know how to address it um yeah tr keep looking keep looking yeah and i feel a need to like say right now like as of january 2022 if you're listening to this podcast now like this is your opportunity because Dr. Carmen, and she did not ask me to say this, but I just feel like it needs to be said. Like Dr. Carmen is accepting patients, right? Like no matter where you live, like this is a world where we do everything on Zoom, right? Like she's accepting patients. So if you're looking for one, reach out because if you're listening to this in 2023, 2024, 2025, right? I can guarantee you that both of our practices are at capacity and we are not accepting new patients, right? She's not, I'm not accepting new clients and I have moved to a group coaching program. So you're not getting one-on-one -on -one anymore. Like if you're listening to it now and you're looking for, I would, I would definitely do it now, not wait till later. Cause I've seen so many people that are like, like there's so many coaches I would love to coach with, but they're at capacity. So the only way you have access to them is group coaching now. And it's like, gosh, I wish I'd have known about them earlier. So I could have had that one-on-one. -on -one. Right. Anyways, yeah. that's my soapbox. Go ahead. No, that's all right. I, I think that underlines the, um, the importance of um, doing things now though. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's very, very easy for us to put ourselves on the back burner, right? It's very easy for us to ignore those little things. Um, I would also have folks advocate if you do um, get labs um, and you can order those directly. You don't always have to go through a doctor, but if they are really out of um, range uh, and you are going through a doctor, ask to be retested in three months right? Don't wait a whole nother year. Um, I have some folks and, you know, with 
COVID and everything, they, their doctors are not taking patients and they're not letting them come in the office anymore. And I said, they can still run labs, even if you're not going into the office. Um, but advocate for yourself and ask again, because you want to see if those are appropriate, you know, like if they were adequately reported, those labs, and if they've changed, if it's just, you know, kind of like this blip on the map, or if no, if this is beginning to trend a pattern, um, then, you know, that will help kind of dictate how important it is to get things started now. Right. Yeah. Um, I would also say like, ask for different varieties of labs, like there's blood labs, there's urine, there's saliva. And in one lab that I went through a chiropractic years ago before I found Dr. Carmen, he ran a hair analysis. Yes. I'm so glad that he did. And I had that data because it really helped us, right? Like put some more puzzle pieces together by having exactly. that information. Yeah, exactly. When you do, um, when you use different forms uh, of labs, like we, everybody knows the blood labs, like the serum labs, right? Um, but when you're looking at hair, you're looking at what your body stores, right? Because you think of, of how our hair grows. Um, and usually with hair, we're looking for heavy metals and minerals, but it's how our body's using those minerals and how it stores them. So what's in our bloodstream and in our cells versus what they're storing in our hair, our bones, our nails. Um, so that can be very beneficial. Even urine labs, um, usually conventional, you just see sort of a, a UA, but you can do urine labs for kidneys. Um, we run urine labs for our uh, neurotransmitters because we're looking at the metabolites, uh, or sorry, for hormones because we're looking at the metabolites. Um, saliva labs, uh, you're looking at metabolites a little bit, but no, you can actually look at um, the biochemicals and like the precursors um, of our hormones and our neurotransmitters. Yeah. So, um, there are a lot of different options, even stool labs, right? Looking at stool analysis gives us an idea of like the bacteria in our gut. Um, and if there are things like candida or parasites or things, um, the microbiome, um, that's affected. And so by, um, getting more information, right? I tell people, you're just, labs are just more data, right? You're just putting pieces of your puzzle together. Everybody's puzzle is different, right? Um, everybody's puzzle has the physical component, right? The mind component, the spiritual component. Um, it's when we begin to put all those pieces together, do we understand, right, where we are, what optimal health is, um, and how to maintain that optimal health once we achieve it. Yeah. What does optimal health really look like to give people an idea of like, this is ideally how you should feel, right? Because a lot of times, like you said at the beginning, like people just feel this way for years and they think it's normal, right? Because they've been told it's normal. Your labs look normal. This is normal. This is part of aging. And I think it's helpful if we have kind of like an anchor of like, this is kind of what normal should feel like. This is what optimal should feel like. Um, sure. So that's, I'm always going to give it a caveat, right? That that's always tricky because it's different for each person, right. but, um, optimal health is, um, when you feel well, right. In the sense that you wake up, you have plenty of energy to get out of bed. You don't need alarm in the morning to get out of bed. Right. Um, 
okay, we'll start with sleep. You don't have trouble falling asleep, right? Um, you sleep well, you dream and you remember your dreams, okay? If you're remembering your dreams, you're getting REM, right? So you're hitting all those four phases of sleep. If you're sleeping well, your body's regenerating and healing itself, okay? You wake up in the morning, you've got the energy without an alarm clock, you've got the energy to get out of bed, get dressed, you know, and you're feeling like, you know what, my brain is working. I can make those decisions. I'm not just in that automated, right? Like I'm getting things done. I'm getting dressed. I'm getting school lunches packed or whatever, because, you know, you do it every day and you have to. Um, so being able to um, uh, have that energy to do maybe even different things in the morning, right? So it's, it's teasing a part of what's automated and what is um, uh, challenging or new, right? And do you have enough energy to do the challenging and new things, right? Um, so that's one piece of it, right? Um, do you have enough energy to maintain to, through the whole day? Are you finding um, slumps of energy mid-afternoon, that one to three o'clock? If you're having to reach for um, energy drinks, caffeine, sugar, you know, sweets um, to get you through that lump, um, you're not quite optimal health, right? Um, if you find yourself at the end of the day, you're getting home and, oh, I got to uh, take a nap or I've got to sit on the couch, right? I've got to watch um, a TV program or something. Um, and I find myself falling asleep or dozing off for a few minutes. Um, there's still support there that needs to be done. Right. Um, optimal health has to do with our, so that would be like an, our, our energy, right. And our sort of a daily cycle, um, our bodies always revolves around cycles, right? So if you, usually we have a digestive cycle. So if you're going to the bathroom regularly, um, uh, usually after people have digested a meal, um, so our reflexes, like with babies, when they digest a meal, um, then they're evacuating, right? Um, that digestive cycle or going to the bathroom first thing in the morning, right? If we're doing that, that's an optimal health cycle, right? And I always have to clarify because some people are like, oh yeah, I eat my meal. And then within 10 minutes, I have to go to the bathroom and I'm having diarrhea. I was like, okay, that's not what I mean. Um, it's, are you digesting that, you know, meal and then evacuating, you know, uh, the previous day's meal, right? Um, and then our sleep cycle, our digestive cycle, um, for men and women, our hormone cycle, right? So a men's hormone cycle is not as, as, um, uh, uh, it's different than women's. Um, it's not as like, I guess, dictated is the word I want to say, but I don't think that's, I don't know if that puts my point across, but um, not maybe as stringent as a female cycle um, of hormones. But um, even if your menstrual cycle is changing, um, then that might be indicating that it's not optimal right? Um, they give us the average that that cycle should be 28 to 30 days um, because that's considered optimal, but also not just the timing and the regularity of it, but even um, your flow, right? And PMS symptoms. So we're all may, maybe experience PMS, but if your PMS symptoms are significant, um, whether that's 
uh, migraines, headaches, irritability, like drastic mood changes, the down, the really high highs and the really, usually it's really low lows. Um, if the flow is significant, right? If it's really heavy, um, it's really um, painful, that's not optimal, okay? Uh, we have, if people have a lot of, you know, uh, PMS symptoms like that, acne and, and um, hormone changes, uh, there's some room that we can work on there. So um, it's not just the regularity, but it's actually what happens during our cycle. Um, and in men, because that cycle isn't necessarily monthly, um, but that are their hormone cycle, they still have estrogen and progesterone, but for men, that testosterone um, maintained with the cortisol is important. So oftentimes in men, I'm like, oh, check your energy levels, right? Like check in with your body. Um, and if you feel like you've got enough energy to get everything done that you want to get done, not just need to, but want to get done, um, that will determine, yeah, how far you are in optimal health. Um, and then, uh, of course, um, our immune system as well, right? If your immune system is optimal and your red blood cells and white blood cells are optimal, then oftentimes um, people may still get sick, but your illness is usually short-lived. So maybe you're only sick for a day or two days or three days, but when you're sick for a week, 10, you know, 10 days, 14 days, months, um, that's not optimal, right? Like our immune system is built to react to things in our environments, bugs, viruses, microbes, mold that we're exposed to. But if it's optimal, it will respond very quickly and you'll recover very quickly. Yeah. Um, so because there's so many different aspects of our physical health, um, look what, you know, optimal in optimal health includes all of those different areas. That's why I tell people, this is why it's your puzzle, right? Because there's so many different pieces that come together that create your optimal health. Mm -hmm. And that's just your physical health, right? We're not, having haven't even gone into <laughs> um, our mental health, our thought process, our belief system, and even our spiritual health, because um, all of those directly play into our physical body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was super helpful. Thank you. Yes, good. Um, let's see. The only other piece I wanted to kind of conclude, um, cause we have touched on this like way in one of our previous, um, uh, podcasts about, uh, cancer risks, right. And sometimes people will, will, um, uh, who are healthy, um, who have run, marathons their whole life, who are CrossFitters, who uh, eat very clean diets and who get cancer. Um, and then they think, well, I've done everything right. How did I get cancer, right? Or how did my loved one get cancer? Um, this speaks to, are you in optimal health, right? This speaks to um, that risk, I think um, speaks to, well, was it optimal health? Or were you just, you were doing well enough that you were underneath, you know, like under the radar um, and nobody took the time to look at your history or to listen to your story and put the pieces together yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, because 
um, oftentimes, yeah, I think um, people who are healthy and are um, very aware of a healthy lifestyle, right? You're, you're they think, um, well, I don't know what they think, but I suspect that <laughs> um, you're like, I'm on the right track, right? Like, even if I have a family of hi history of, of cancer that um, I'm on the right track. And then it, when it happens to them, you, it feels like you got blindsided. Yes. Right? Um, and I don't know what all of them think. I can only speak for me and most of the CrossFitters I know. Um, there's a little bit of entitlement, right? Like we always hear the saying, like you, you have to put it, you have to pay your dues. You have to put in the time, right? And I think that's part of our mindset is I, I paid my dues. Right. Like I have ate healthy. I have drank only water, not had any pop. Right. I've exercised weekly for 25 years. I paid my dues. Right. So there's a thought, like a little bit of entitlement, like I shouldn't be sick. I shouldn't deal with these traditional society normative diseases. Right. Because I don't do the things that those people do so it is this devastating it's like I was told to do these things I did all the things I paid my dues but yet I have the same outcome as person x that chooses to eat at McDonald's four days a week yeah yes and um I that's yeah where people get that blindsided right and it and um it can be very devastating so understanding that paying your dues and doing all those healthy things they are helping don't i mean they're helping without a doubt all right don't get me wrong but if because you're doing those things mm -hmm. you think that you're in optimal health but you don't take the time to you know do the legwork or get investigated if you will um to to, to make sure that you're in optimal health um as much as you think you are does that make sense because i yeah, think or find someone again that listens yeah. i think people that are health-minded like i mean i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i feel like we're more attuned so we know like i shouldn't be feeling like this yeah right? i should be feeling better but yeah no one is listening to me <laughs> right yeah um yes I, I'm going to encourage you to find somebody who will listen um, to help confirm um, or help to support you so that you can feel as good as you think you should uh, with all of the great, fantastic things that you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, yeah, it's those, um, I, I guess, maybe even stereotypes, right, within conventional medicine um, when they hear or see a certain lifestyle they think they can just kind of um skim over a lot of things yeah and be like oh you're fine because you are healthier than probably 75 80 percent of the folks that do actually come and see them and have problems um uh, that they are problems that they are comfortable and that are easy to address right high yeah. blood pressure diabetes yeah exactly yeah yeah. So, um, 
I hope that that makes sense. Yeah. To like encourage people and empower them to advocate for yourself and to keep looking um, or keep researching. If you feel like something is a little bit off, listen to that feeling, right? Honor your body, um, honor your mind uh, to try and um, investigate more, right? Find somebody to listen to you, find somebody, you know, who will help advocate with you um, to create that optimal health in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I would recommend from my side of the, like, just like be persistent and demand, and and I, that word is strong and I mean it, demand answers. Keep asking why I didn't, I just, you know, like they would tell me with my creatinine levels, like, oh, it's because you exercise. Yeah. Right. 2008 until 2022. That is 19, that's four, thir- 14 years. Mm-hmm. 14 years. They told me my creatinine levels were high because I exercised. Yeah. Right. They would have waited. Carmen and I talked about this. They would have waited until I had hit stage because I'm currently in stage one kidney. Uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of in between, but yeah, about one. Uh, yeah, they would have waited until I hit whatever stage three and put me on dialysis to be like, oh, there was a problem. Yes, that's um probably my. I don't I don't even think I can call this a pet peeve because in my opinion I think this is um a huge deficit uh with chronic or with conventional medicine is uh, watchful waiting, right. Um, we were taught that in med school. It's watchful waiting when somebody's numbers or values, right, are like, well, they're not terrible, but they're, you know, not optimal or normal. It's not even optimal. They're not within the normal range. So they'll be like, oh, we're just going to do watchful waiting and see what happens. Oh, I'll tell you what happens. Yeah. <laughs> it bioaccumulates and it gets worse. So this is what's so different with naturopathic medicine is no, if there's something off, we can do something about it now. Why wait until your only options are surgery or dialysis or yeah, um, some yeah, chemo med, um, even for autoimmune diseases. No, we can do something now instead of letting it, yeah, um get worse. Yeah. Because the other thing that it waited till that and then they would have waited until I got cancer. Cause like, I love in our appointment, Carmen was like, because for people like me, it's like a huge kick in the gut. Right. It's yeah. like when I'm like, I'm, I, this is like, I don't feel great. I, but I keep getting brushed off, no answers. And like, they just tell me, give me these stupid answers. Like, Oh, it's just cause you exercise so much. Your vitamin B12 is low. Like go take some iron good girl, keep drinking your water. Right. Um, but I didn't know, I didn't know what questions to ask back then. I didn't know. Right. But I should have been more like, no, I don't feel good. You're going to figure this out or I'm going to go somewhere else. Um, but when we were talking, we were going to my labs and where I was going with that is you, it makes you question like, then why did I do this all those years? Why did I eat healthy? Why did I exercise all this time? Like, why did I spend all this time and money on investing in my health? It obviously didn't matter. I should have just been eating Brahms and McDonald's fast food and watching TV because it didn't matter. Right. But when you told me 
that because of my healthy lifestyle, I was able to function normally, right? Normally. And it's allowed my body to kind of protect itself to some degree and like skate around this kind of trajectory of, from, from my family history, like cancer, like I've just been skating around the ice skate rink instead of actually getting on the rink of cancer and heading that direction. Like my healthy lifestyle has protected me in the sense of like, been a little bit of a buffer for me, right? right? Is how yes. we, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's where I was heading my body and this undiagnosed white blood cell count and bone marrow fell. I think it's called bone marrow, bone marrow failure. Yes. Yeah. It was pushing me in the direction of eventually having a cancer diagnosis. Right. Right. Um, two things I want to speak to one is it can be scary to keep asking why and keep asking those questions, right? Um, so sometimes when you don't feel great, but you get your labs back, right? And people, and the doc tells you, oh, everything looks great. You know, um, sometimes it can be scary to dig a little bit deeper and, and say, well, why don't I feel well, right? Um, and so that can, yeah, that uh, fear can keep us from investigating even a little bit more, but um, I'm hoping to, yeah, encourage you guys to just keep asking why, right? Keep asking why until you get an answer that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, oh, the second point, yes. Um, I think that your, your reaction is very common in that um, people will be like, oh, because they've uh, created a healthy lifestyle, right? They're exercising, they're eating well, they're not doing junk food, right? Um, they have a clean diet and then they do get an illness or they does get diagnosed. It, you know, it's part of that, um, kick in the gut, that blindsided. And I tell folks, look, this could be a lot worse, or this could have started a lot earlier um, in your life. Uh, if you hadn't had the lifestyle that you've had, right? Um, in being health conscious or, you know, um, being aware of what you're putting in your body and how you're exercising. Um, those are huge protective factors. Because um, oftentimes the folks who do get sick or do get chronic illnesses or even cancer um, don't always uh, um, fare as well um, through that process. If they, if their body wasn't healthy to begin with. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it, it is, it's, it's a little bit of a balance, right. And our body in this unique design is so resilient, right. So you have to think, I tell this to folks all the time. You have to think of, um, if you weren't doing those things, um, your body wouldn't have been able to to be as resilient or to be as um, healthy as it is now, right? Um, so even though it may not be 100% just yet, um, you're still doing pretty well. It's just, yeah, we're just fine tuning things a little bit uh, to get you to that optimal space uh, in your, yeah, in your health. So. Anything else about optimal health? Um, I think that's a pretty good, uh, foundation. Hopefully that makes sense for folks. Um, yeah. And hopefully that's encouraging to get to do something about your health now. Um, if you suspect that something's going on.
Yeah, cool. Well, thank you, Dr. Carmen. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. If this information was helpful, please share with a friend. We appreciate it when you take just a few minutes to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast at. It helps expose our podcast to more people getting this information into more hands. Currently, we're in open enrollment for our New Beginnings program. Dr. Carmen and I work with individuals to increase their self-confidence by doing mindset work and addressing the neurochemicals and hormones so they can create confidence at a faster rate, therefore achieving our dreams and goals faster. This is something you're interested in. You'll find our link in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you guys and we'll see you next episode.